0: From the booth that pops, it's time for the Riverdale Review! Welcome back, pals, to another episode of the Riverdale Review. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined today by my very good friend, Mr. Jeremy Rodriguez, the returning guest.
1: Yes! Hi, everyone!
0: Yeah, Jeremy did such a good job last week, we had to bring you back.
1: Yeah, or Marco and Kale were basically just like, I don't want to be with this
0: motherfucker. Like, let's go. I hope that's not the truth. I get enough shade from those guys I don't need it from you too I'm picking my outside friends and you guys pick on me too It's just like man I'm a man without a country here (laughs) Just kidding I'm, I'm happy to be back as always yeah, any time we get to chat is always is always nice for me. So yeah, I'm exactly. glad to have you back. Even though you threw that just totally unwarranted shade right at my face. We're gonna move on from it. I mean, We're it was, here to have a good time.
1: I mean it was more shade at Kale and Marco for the rap room. But you know. <laughs> I right, fine, fine. I'll I'll choose to interpret I'm it that fair. way. I, I like I like you guys, Cale and Marco, you know, you two are listening to this. You Marco, guys, I haven't officially guys- worked with you yet, so when that time comes, I'm pretty sure you're you're an awesome guy as well, so
0: you guys are okay. Cool. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> no, not you, them. They're whatever. Oh. Um, <laughs> that's why I invited you back, you know? Oh, thanks. Um, so in case you couldn't tell by now, Marco and Kale are not going to be with us this week. Uh, they will be back next week. But Jeremy and I are here to hold down the fort and talk about Chapter 33 of Riverdale, Shadow of a Doubt. Jeremy, since you're a guest, what were your spoiler-free thoughts on the show?
1: My spoiler free thoughts. That was a ton twister for some reason. Um I like that Cheryl actually had something to do this week. I was a big yeah. fan of- <laughs> I was a big fan of that, even though she wasn't she wasn't at the center, but until the Her pairing with Betty was a good one too, I thought. Oh yes, definitely. And then something happened at the very end of the episode which kinda blew my mind and made me scream no at the TV. Like that was probably yeah. the that was probably the only time my child actually dropped to the floor when I was I was just really excited about next week's episode. Yeah, as soon as I agree. I saw and I
0: think <clears throat> without, without spoiling anything, um, specifically, I remember thinking that the, uh, the scene right before that, I was like, how do you not end the fucking episode right here, Riverdale? What are you fucking <laughs> doing? And then the end with Cheryl happens. I was like, oh, never mind." Genius. Genius. <laughs> So, yeah, I thought
1: it was definitely better than the end of last week's episode because, as we all talked before, the, the whole twist with Hal, I didn't really buy it, to be honest. My thoughts kind of changed during this episode. We'll get into that once we get to the non spoiler free section of the episode. Sure. <laughs> but other than that, um, Veronica finally defied her father, and I was really excited about that.
0: I thought you'd and appreciate that.
1: I was like, yes, yeah, she is fighting the patriarchy. I'm loving <laughs> that. Very literally. Uh, yes. <laughs> because I just really hated... I, I mean, I haven't really liked Hiram for a real... I mean, I never liked Hiram, but... I think he's... He's no longer the villain that I love to
0: hate anymore. He's just the... Yes. He's just the villain that I hate. I'm kind of bored with him, to be honest with you. I totally agree. I, I wrote... I wrote that in my notes this week. I, I wrote exactly... I was like, Hiram sucks ass. Like, that's a direct quote from my notes. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> just... I, I totally agree, because I think earlier in season two, uh, specifically, like, around the time of, like, the wrestling episode, like, him and Archie's, like, you know, um, rivalry was, like, interesting to me. And and I did kind of like some of the, like, Archie, like, being the mob errand boy stuff for a little while. Yeah, um, but I'm for with a you little in while. <laughs> I'm sick of it, and I'm glad that they're actually having him kind of transition back into an <clears throat> Excuse me. I like a little frog in my throat. Um <laughs> back back into uh because an I think that's really where he shines, you know, is being more at odds with Archie specifically, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. So <clears throat> And it's all shade against Mark and I think he's doing a really good job on the material that he is being
0: given. But I just yeah. wish the writing of the character was a little bit better nowadays. Well, and it's interesting because, like, I don't even know that I agree that I think that the writing is bad. I think it's just like, I think we're supposed to feel this way about him because Archie's, like, turning against him now. You know, right. like, they, they, I think, put some work in to make me not like him, you know, at all. And, and turn away from him being like, oh, I kind of, he's an asshole, but I kind of like him, you know, <laughs> just being like, no, fuck this guy. Like, I, I'm ready to hate him again. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, if that was their aim, it obviously worked, right? Like, we don't like him anymore, so.
1: Yeah. <laughs> if that's if that really was their aim, but right. I don't know. Yeah. Is he really going to go away after the storyline is over? I don't know.
0: No, or- I don't think so. I think we're just going to see there be a bigger focus on uh, him and Veronica kind of being at odds, you know, and, and yeah. friction between her and her parents again. Yeah.
1: Or maybe the Black Hood will kill him.
0: Maybe. Not to get dark, but that would be kind of cool. <laughs> I mean, I, f- I feel like the death of, like, a major character like that seems almost, like, I mean, inevitable. He's not a regular, is he? I don't think he's a regular. I don't think he is, but... Well, you know, maybe he is. I don't know. I Because I, I feel like only the, the kids are regulars. Right. But, like, he's been in a lot of episodes this season.
1: Yeah. Or he could just be, you like, know? a long-term, like, recurring character.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly how that works for him. Um... We'll have to see.
1: We'll say, yeah.
0: But yeah. So, any other spoiler-free thoughts before you move on? Um, no, <clears throat> actually, <laughs> cool. Uh, I would say I, uh, I, I would, I definitely echo a lot of your sentiments. Um, I, I remember in the beginning when they were kind of getting into um some stuff that felt like retreading ground. I was like, oh boy, like I, I literally wrote in my uh, my notes, I was like, ah, oh, here we fucking go. <laughs>
1: um,
0: <laughs> you know, with just like. Some of the, like, Northside-Southside drama, and just stuff that I felt like we had kind of moved past a little bit.
1: Yeah, definitely. Alan's the return of um, Archie's shirtless
0: boy gang. Like, that was... Sure, right. I was like, um, okay. <laughs> I, I, I was a little bit kind of, like, put off by that. Yeah. But I forgot about them, to be honest with you. <laughs> well, and, like, they had come up earlier in the season as well, when Hiram used them for muscle, you know? Yeah. So it's like I kind of figured they would come back again, but so what? What I was gonna say though, it, what I liked about this episode was I thought it did a good job of subverting my expectations mm-hmm. because uh, for the first half of the episode, I found myself being like, ah, I can't believe we're doing this stuff again. Um, but by the end of the episode, everything had been subverted in an interesting way that was. I was like, oh okay, they brought this back for a reason. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't just to like spin our tires and wait until we get to the last two episodes. You know, it was all right, this was actually um, a callback to why this had been brought up earlier in the season, or why we had had those those threads lane. Oh, Um, and
1: the the whole um, Papa Poutine thing, I forgot about that for a second.
0: Sure, right, right. So getting some of those callbacks, I think, were definitely – was good.
1: Yeah, and I'm wondering if that's going to be referenced later on to the whole Papa Poutine drama. The fact that he has a son named Small Fry.
0: Uh, Hold on, Jeremy. We got your – so now, we're going to get into this spoiler That was a spoiler for <laughs> <laughs> um. I didn't say what they did, so sure 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 yeah So yeah. sorry <laughs> it's, a mild, it's a mild spoiler it's fine guys it's, you'll survive uh, so if you haven't seen chapter 33 now's your chance to bounce out uh, before we spoil the entire thing for you so remember uh, if you guys want to help out the show if you like what you heard you can help us out by giving us a like on your platform of choice if you're an audio listener and if you really want to help the show out you can head over to Apple Podcasts where we are currently a 5 star rated show give us a rating uh, like Sean likes to say over on the comics pals it helps us a lot more than it costs you so so um, doing that is a great way to help the show get recognized. Big help for us. Uh, similarly, if you're a YouTube viewer or listener, I suppose, since we don't have face cam on this one, um, <clears throat> you can help us out by giving the video a like, subscribing to our channel if you haven't already, clicking the notification bell if you are a subscriber so that you actually get alerts whenever we post a video, and uh, – subs- sorry, not subscribing, sharing the video as always uh, with your friends. If you got pals out there that are into Riverdale you think might enjoy the show as much as you are, uh, let them know that we're out here and, um, you know – Drop us a line. And, uh... Hell yeah. Thank you, Jeremy. And, uh, <laughs> speaking of dropping us a line, uh, you can also hit us up at thecomicspals at com, or by reaching us on social media at thecomicspals, wherever your social media is sold, to let us know your thoughts on this or any other episode of the Riverdale Review. And, uh, you know, if you're, you know, not a huge jerk, we'll, uh, we'll read your thoughts on the air. So, with that, let's get into our spoiler-full thoughts of the episode. Uh, Jeremy, what... What, what... What do you got for me? What are your, I, I know, I know you've got, you've got a notebook full of stuff. You got stuff you're ready to talk about. Where do you want to start? I mean, I
1: actually don't have a notebook full of stuff. I have a page full of stuff as opposed to the five <laughs> pages I normally would have. Because as I said earlier, nothing much happened in this episode until the very end. But. And will... it ramped up like fucking
0: crazy, <laughs> yeah.
1: And then I was like, okay, like I'll t- I'll tune in next week. Not that I would ever choose to not tur-
0: tune in to Riverdale ever. I would. This is the show in. of our time. There's no <laughs> way. <laughs> yes, You've gotta tune in every week.
1: But the whole see- the-, the whole um, storyline where Hiram tried to basically pimp out his daughter the- after the trauma that she went through at the hands of another man was. That was completely without taste, Hiram. That really was.
0: Yeah. Like, well, and similarly, how he like gave zero shits about the fact that like a serial killer tried to like shoot his wife. Like
1: that too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. Fuck Hiram. Like he sucks.
1: But but I was more talking about the whole thing. How um he tries to put Veronica like in front of the as Veronica said the handsome yeah, assortment yeah. of heat devils.
0: Oh yeah. No, I was just saying like and he also did this other thing. Yeah. Just yeah, like yeah. building on that fuck boy pile. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the fuck boy. I like that. I'm going to start using that now. Building on the fuckboy pile. <laughs> but, but that made me kind of angry, honestly. And I don't know what else happened in that story. I was bored with that story, too.
0: So. <laughs> yeah, there was also this stuff with, um, you know, just like I think kind of some of the growing tension that's already existed between Veronica and her father that he doesn't really trust her. He doesn't really respect her. Um, you know, he uses her. To, like, you know, like, keep these guys busy, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she goes and does all this legwork to figure out how to do this casino thing legitimately and make their family money. And he just brushes her off and, you know, like, is really not interested in hearing what she has to say. Yeah, And I I feel like that's kind of, like, the last straw for her, right? And I mean, mm-hmm. like, on top of the fact that, what, not a week ago or two weeks ago, uh, he was totally willing to let Archie get fucking murdered, um because mm-hmm. he wanted to save face you know so uh what is archie's
1: stance on the entire matter now because i was kind of confused during this episode okay like all right he's campaigning for his dad um but i know that was like sort of like he a- was doing it
0: for the black hood yeah
1: yeah but then at the end of the episode when um when veronica said i'm no longer working for my father
0: uh he smiled archie smiled at her because he's like oh yeah yeah, so I mean, like to me, I got the impression that he w- he's done with Hiram now because like he knows that Hiram turned against him. Right. You know, he found out because of Jug and and because of uh, Reggie opening his mouth that Hiram stole the Black Circle from him. Is paying them, is getting them to do stuff behind his back. Gave said, told Reggie that he was their leader. He's meeting with Reggie now. Like I think he's realizing that he's just a pawn on on Hiram's chessboard, ah. and like he's like you know not gonna play his game
1: that entire scene completely went over my head i completely forgot that happened because i don't know i was kind of hoping for like a one last like little confrontation between um between archie and hiram but
0: oh i think we'll get it i don't i don't think
1: we're still good but i I I, I kind of wanted to see where
0: he just says i'm no longer working for you or something like that i think i think to me that was very much uh implied in that scene at the sheriff's station at the end where he's like, oh, like, Archie should go on the ride-along. And he's like, no, I'm going to go home with my dad. And he's like, okay. I think, like, it was subtle, but I think that to me is, like, that's the shift in loyalty, you know? And um, and I I All think right. that the, the drama between him and Hiram is going to be a thing that's going to come up again. But right. I think it's not going to be so much a like, I quit. It's going to be more like, we're on opposite sides now, for sure. And your daughter's with me. And where's that going to go?
1: Right. Okay. That had a little bit more weight, so I (laughs) thought... This is why we have multiple hosts for this podcast.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I will... I also just, like... Thanks to you um, teaching me this, I I obsessively take notes and pay attention to details, so... (laughs)
1: I have, um, no- later on when we get to that, thing, I have notes about the Nancy Drew Secret Code activity book once we get there, <laughs> but
0: we'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah, we should probably save the Betty stuff for the for the end. Yes, um, definitely. But yeah, I, I don't really have too much more to say about the whole Veronica, you know, subplot. I, I feel like mm-hmm. it was really just kind of getting us to the place that we need to be moving forward for for her as a character, you know? Yeah. And what we about just,
1: the small scene now with uh, Papa Boutine and Small Fry? We can actually legally talk about this Yes!
0: Now. <laughs> we, can now, we can now legally discuss this. Uh, <laughs> our fucking NDA is expired. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, so so go ahead. What, what, what were your takes on that? Uh,
1: I just thought, I mean, it was such a small scene, but I definitely think that they're going to return to that in some way, shape, or form. Uh, the fact yeah. that Papa Boutine has a son named Small Fry who wants to get revenge. Yeah, so. I
0: feel like... I feel like that's going to have to come back to Roost at some point.
1: Yeah. You know? It was just a throwaway reference. And I just thought that, that this, this definitely means something later on. I think we can. Yeah.
0: I think we'll return to it at some point. But yeah, I think we can we can take that one to the bank. Exactly. Like, someone's going to show up and try to get revenge. And I, I guess it's just going to be interesting to see if it's going to be Archie who has to deal with that because of the rumor. Or if it's going to be somebody who goes after Veronica. Mm-hmm. Um, either of those things seem likely. Uh, right. Or maybe maybe he shows up and kills Hiram. Who knows? <laughs> but um yeah, I think uh I I think you're definitely right that we're gonna we're gonna see that come up at some point in the future. Um Alright, so so let's let's move over to talking about what was going on with like Jughead and and Archie, because I feel like their their storylines kind of were unique, but they crossed over a lot this time around, you know? Yeah. Um but it wasn't it wasn't too much, really. I mean, it was like you know, it was really kind of focused around the drama with Fangs and you know Archie trying to figure out you know where he where his loyalties lie again. I think like right. I think like that was kind of the big storyline for him. You know, like um, there was one uh, scene that particularly stuck out to me where um, Archie is uh, on on watch again. You know, Fred gets that note that says "you're next sinner." You know, and like they talk mm. about canceling the debate. Fred says that you know they're gonna they're gonna do it. They're not gonna tout to the black hood. Um, but that obviously scares Archie, and he's kind of back with the baseball bat. He's sitting waiting for something to happen again, and uh, and I think we get a scene with him that reminds me a lot of the conversation he had with uh, Mommy Ringwald a couple uh, episodes ago. <laughs> mommy Ringwald. It was very representative of like where the character has been at this season, you know. Like when she has that conversation with him, it's a very like kind of come to Jesus moment of just like I don't even know who you are anymore, you know. Like like you used to be the yes. kid who sang in, at the 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 homecoming dance and did this and did that, and like now you're a <laughs> fucking terrorist, you know. Like and like all this <laughs> other stuff. Um I forgot and about I,
1: that scene.
0: They <laughs> just a, gave it, me shells printed it off. I'm like, oh it, Molly. So good. <laughs> Such a good one. About fucking love Molly Ringwald, please. Yes. <laughs> Number one crush of the eighties. Um <laughs> But uh what what I what I really liked about about this episode, which I thought that scene uh this scene I'm talking about mirrored it was the conversation he has with his father after that, right? Where Fred catches him sitting there and, uh, and Archie says, and I wrote this down, he says, everything broke that day and I've been trying to put it back together ever since. And I think that's very, very important, uh, this scene, because it, it speaks volumes about where Archie is emotionally, you know, and that, um, the whole, why he's even in bed with Hiram at all, right? Is that like he uh-huh. he wants to feel like he has control. And and that's something that I, I talked about earlier this season, right? Like we we were discussing like why. Why is why is he showing loyalty to Hiram? What is what does he gain from this, right? And um and I think uh Kale specifically and and you know, Kale can uh, correct me in the comments or something, I guess if, if I'm wrong. <laughs> I, I feel like it was him who said um that he, he didn't, like, buy it. He didn't understand what Archie's motivation was, you know? And, and I said – I think I believe I said at the time that I felt like even if his loyalty wasn't truly to Hiram, he wants to be involved because then he has control. And that if he's in at Hiram's side, he has more control over his situation than if he doesn't, right? It gives him some modicum of power, some feeling of agency in Riverdale and what's going on with his dad – uh, in that fake stuff with the FBI, right? Like all of that stuff, it seems like he's all about control. He starts the red circle because he wants to be able to control the threat of the black hood because he, you know, he feels like he has no power. And um, and I think seeing him admit that and like break down and seek comfort from his father again, which is something that we really haven't seen him do since season one, mm-hmm. um, it was an important moment for the character. So I, I know you hate Archie. So what, what do you what do you think about this?
1: I was honestly I think I like that explanation of Archie better than I ever liked Archie at all this entire season. <laughs> <laughs> the entire time you're talking, I'm like, wow, that was that had a lot of weight there. But yeah, I can see what you were saying now. Um, to be honest, I don't even like I spent much attention to Archie to be completely honest with you. <laughs> but you know, I did, honestly, I did like that he's starting to defy Hiram, you know, if even just a little bit. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll start to like him again. Like, like him back in season one when he didn't do much. Basically, I just don't, <laughs> don't like Archie doing things. I don't like him having scenes.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think in that's season, where my viewpoints go. <laughs> in season one, he was so, like, nothing. And he didn't in this do season, anything. He's... He was just like the observer. Like,
1: I, I, yeah. I was about to say he's a narrator, but that that role would be Jughead, but... Right. But...
0: But Like, this whole season's just been, like, a roller coaster of just, like, dude, this kid is in crisis. Like, (laughs) his life is, like, just on fire right now. Exactly.
1: But, honestly, I just want to see more of Patty and Veronica, and... uh, Honestly, I just want Cheryl to have her own show.
0: (laughs) At this point. Um... (laughs) But we'll yeah, so, so I think we can we can move on from Archie and, and focus on the stuff that was going on with uh with Jug, which will, I guess, take us into our broader you know what? Let's save the stuff about Jug, because there really isn't much there aside from what's going on with Fangs, which ties into the end of the story. Yeah. So let's just move on to what's going on with Betty. Okay. <laughs> so um yeah, we produced the show live on the air. What of it? Uh <laughs> so I um this, this part of the episode was a mixed bag for me. Uh, okay. I, I, I really liked um, what's been going on with Betty the last couple episodes. You know, I, I, I've really liked her um, kind of being back in the driver's seat and, like, having a mystery to work on, you know? And, like, um, having the threat of the Black Hood looming because, like, that's my favorite Betty is when she's doing the Nancy Drew stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's cool. But I, I felt like, uh, it just felt like a kind of a roller coaster for me because I think there was a lot of moments that really worked for me. Like when there was a few of the reveals about like, oh, here's more evidence to point to Hal. I was like, oh shit. Like, how's the hood? (laughs) Like in, in my notes, I wrote, um, at one point, let me see here. I, uh, I wrote. I wrote. Okay, so it's when Betty has the conversation with her parents, right? And she expresses, like, you know, what happened and what she did with Chick and how she has this darkness in her or whatever. And uh, Hal goes – he doesn't look surprised. And he says, I experienced it too. I literally wrote, it's him. I'm convinced. Hashtag Kale was right. (laughs) Uh, So there you go, Kale. I know you're going to hear that when you're editing this. So, yeah, you were – but – uh, I, I felt like it did a little too much, like, it's definitely him, no it's not, it's definitely him, no it's not. Mm. I'm just like, mm, like, you're driving me crazy! Uh, so that, that was a little frustrating for me as a viewer, but I, I think, like, that is ultimately effective, because you're making me care about what's happening, so it's like, right. am I frustrated? Yeah, but, like, I'm engaged, so, like, that's good, that's better than me being like, there's something happening in this storyline, you know, like, so grain of salt i guess on that complaint but uh yeah and and i really like the pairing of cheryl and betty i thought that was really fun i thought they had really good chemistry this episode and um as much as i like cheryl as an antagonist i think some of the her worst writing comes when she's an antagonist so whenever the show actually Mm -hmm. just lets her be like a normal person and do normal things i'm always like really really appreciative of that
1: yeah, she was a great I, support system for Betty in this episode. Like surprisingly she, good. I really enjoyed the entire part where uh, Betty was talking about how her about her father possibly being a killer, and then Cheryl says, "Yeah, I also didn't think that my father would kill my brother either."
0: Yeah, and she was. You I really know, enjoyed she, that. What's that? I just said I really enjoyed that. That's all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, and I, I, I thought. I think your point about, um, her being a good support system for Betty is, is really, uh, a salient one because I think, like, there are a lot of other episodes where we, we've seen, like, the, the peak of Cheryl's kindness is she does, like, one nice thing or she says one nice thing mm-hmm. and then it's, like, back to business as usual or, like, removes herself from the situation. But the fact that she's, like, actually out there doing, like, You know, the Nancy Drew, like, gumshoe shit with Betty was really fun. You know, like, I I really like that. Um, Yeah. Actually, I wrote in my notes at one point, I was just like, B (laughs) and C. B and C. (laughs) Um, And it was the the first time that she ever called Betty her cousin where I didn't want to throw up. (laughs) Because, like, whenever she's like, Cousin Betty, I'm just like, shut the fuck up. Nobody says that, Cheryl. Don't be so fucking extra. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, like, I remember... When she, like, when she talks to her the first time, she's like, you're playing a very dangerous game, Betty Cooper. And then, like, she's later, she's like, tread carefully, cousin. And I was like, I like that. I don't know. It was cute this time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it worked for me.
1: <laughs> I just loved everything about her. And then there was also the the whole entire storyline where they thought they found chick's body. So chick still has not shown up dead.
0: Not yet. Right. Yeah, so jury's let's, out on that one. Um, let's keep that in mind. But- so I, I wanted to ask you about that. So what were your thoughts on like, Betty's reaction to what happened. Like, do you agree that, like, it makes Betty a murderer or, like, an accomplice to murder because of what she did? Like, do you think she's being too hard on herself, or do you think that, like... I mean,
1: if I was in that situation, I probably would say, yeah, I'm a murderer. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, I don't think that's... I don't think it's completely unjustified, like, what she's... like, what she's feeling, but... I also feel like maybe Betty's just going through, like, this different conflict within herself. I, You know, as far as my own morals are concerned, I mean, if I was doing something like that, I would definitely say, yes, I'm a killer. But I feel like Betty has this own conflict within herself where she's trying to figure out um, if she really was experiencing darkness within herself, she wouldn't even have, like, she wouldn't even care about the fact that she could have killed Jack she wouldn't even care about the fact that whether or not she's a murderer or not she would have just like went ahead and done it so i feel like she's to having i feel like maybe that whole entire storyline was just to show that inner
0: conflict that she is having yeah and i think i think you're right um and, and it's not that i that i think that like I don't necessarily think that there's like no darkness in Betty, right? But at the the point of like like if she was a killer, if she was as bad as she thinks she could be, mm-hmm. she wouldn't even be struggling with this. Exactly. You know, um she'd be resolute in her actions. Uh and she's not because, you know, I think there's good and evil in everybody, right? Yeah, exactly. So- so um, good. Good people can do and think and feel bad things. So, yeah. so that th- uh, that pretty much answers your question. Is like,
1: yeah, I think she would be a killer, but the fact that she cares about it, I think it was just used as a sort of plot device. You can, I, sh- I can say.
0: Sure. Yeah, I think I think that's true. It's it's there to kind of like talk about what's going on with Betty internally in a, in an indirect way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but I think it's interesting because I'm honestly I'm kind of more aligned with Cheryl. Um. Whereas like I I don't I don't think I would call Betty a killer in that situation. I she's certainly complicit in a killing. Um, yeah. but it's one of those things where like I'm very much like and, and maybe this is just like the gamer in me, but I always <laughs> like I think of all the like RPG context of it, and it's like, well, this guy killed your brother. He's a scumbag. He's threatened your family. He stabbed your mom with a kitchen knife. Like, fuck this guy. You know, it's like, I don't give a fuck about him. Like, he's a dangerous element. You gotta wipe him off the board. Her hands are clean, as far as I'm concerned. Also, she's, like, 17. Like, like, you cannot pin that shit on her. Like, I agree with Cheryl. This is the action of a grown psychopath. Did she give that guy the assist? Yeah. But, like, whatever. But also, I
1: feel like if this... If Betty had this conversation with Cheryl last season, Cheryl would probably say something like, hey, you're a fucking murderer. <laughs> I feel like this also showed that Cheryl was growing, too, the fact that she was actually trying to comfort her dear cousin.
0: Yeah, and be sensitive. Exactly. Which is, uh, I like that a lot. That's the thing about Cheryl's character this season, like, that I, I've expressed I really like about, um... Uh, the, the whole Shoni pairing is like it's showing that like they have to allow her to have emotional vulnerability if they're going to show her in a romantic relationship. Exactly, yeah. Uh, so so. It's, it's really been, it's allowed her to grow as a character in a way that's been really uh, fun for someone who is such a fan of her.
1: Yeah, there's yeah, there was a lot to unpack from like that little storyline right there. I didn't even realize.
0: <laughs> yeah, there was a lot there. <laughs> so we start like, to b- talk about it. Yeah, there was good. There was good meat on that bone. I really do think so. Um, mm. I think that's kind of the story of this whole episode. It's light on the surface, but if you really think about some of the character work that got done here, there was some good stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. That's Um
0: So uh, we'll we'll table the rest of the Fred stuff, uh, and, or not, um, Fred. Excuse me, um, Hal. We'll table the rest of the house stuff until we get to the whole who is the Black Hood and scenario, all that shit. Uh, right. so let's let's talk about what was going on with Jug and the Serpents and Fangs. Mm. Um So I I just specifically wanted to call out here, um and I, I'd like to look up the name of the actor, uh, who plays Fangs, but I thought he did an excellent job this episode. Um because I I that character has really been pretty non-existent you know like he's been name dropped a couple times and like they yeah. showed him like with the core group of the south side kids but like he pretty much fell off the face of the earth like once the whole Southside drama storyline got dropped mm-hmm. um so i haven't really had an impression of him as a character but i thought that um uh the the, the actor who portrayed him uh did a really good job this episode of of really like just showing some emotional range you know i thought there was like that scene where uh like when he goes and and tells jug about what what happened and like asks him for like what he should do and for his his help or whatever and then again in the uh prison where he's like i don't want to die and he's like got tears in his eyes and everything i was like this kid can act like i i I would definitely like to see some more of him
1: yeah i definitely enjoyed his performance the actor's name is drew Wright's hanner i just looked it up thank you Uh, you yeah so
0: yeah i think i i think he's uh he did a great job Here's hoping he's not dead. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I don't, I don't really have too much to say about this storyline other than that it was very much just kind of like a reigniting of the same old Southside bullshit. And Reggie and Sweet Pea don't like each other, and let's fucking yeah, whip our dicks out and fucking sh- like measure them, and you know, so whatever. Like I, I, it went somewhere interesting, but I don't feel like there's too much to chew on here.
1: Yeah, not too much. Uh, but one thing I do want to, one thing I'm wondering about though is that, do we know when this episode was filmed? Because just the whole fact that there were teenagers with guns, I was like, maybe I'm just getting a little bit too political here, but that made me a little uncomfortable. Just like go, you know, thinking about what's going
0: on in the world right now. Mm, I I had that thought about the, the black hood specifically, like the, it being like, oh, not yeah, yeah, like an enclosed gymnasium, and we're having like a mass shooting attempt, you know, exactly. Um, but I mean, to me, like that's one of those things where, uh, and I don't, I don't mean this to to sound like I'm um, throwing shade at you or anything. I, I do think that is a thing of of us being too sensitive, yeah. Because I I really um I I, I I've made this case on our other shows. I really take umbrage with people um, getting upset about art dealing with real-world issues, you know? Right. Um, Like, keep your politics out of my whatever. And it's like, (laughs) no, like, art exists to talk about issues. And, like, school shootings, mass shootings, like, that's a very real thing in 21st century America. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, like, I think think to portray it um, is fine as long as you do it in a way that isn't uh, tacky you yeah, know or, exactly. or that's that's not like uh making light of it yeah and i definitely I thought it was realistic how they dealt with that don't get me wrong i'm just right, wondering
1: right. i'm just wondering if there was like, like if there was ever a conversation about it because th- th- my guess is they probably filmed it in like march or april probably right around the time when everything was happening with the
0: Parkland shooting and everything so it just I made mean, me wonder i could that. have even it could have been earlier than that even though because you got to think like they did um they did have that break for a little bit from airing, and I think that was when they were shooting the second half of the season. Right. So it, it could have been a couple months beforehand, even.
1: Yeah. It was, just, it was just food for thought, honestly. I'm not trying to, like, you know, do this whole, like, pro-gun debate or anti-gun no, debate no, no. or anything.
0: <laughs> you know, it's just, no, like, no, something yeah, I thought I mean, about. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate you bringing it up because, you know, uh, to me, like, that uh, – anytime that we, can, that we can talk about the real issues um, on one of our shows is something, like, I, I'd like to take the opportunity to do because, you know, I think that's – uh that's the beauty of art and our criticism, right? Is it exactly. gives you a, um, a safe a safe way to talk about some of these these harsh issues mm-hmm. um, in a way that feels personal uh, without having to use real human beings as props, right? So exactly. um, yeah, yeah, no, and I I think uh, I think I think in regards to that though, I think to your point, I think it was handled in a way that uh, was was realistic and respectful, mm-hmm. right? And like I remember when that happened, I had this moment of genuine panic because it's like, well, that's a, like a it's a very realistic fear. Yeah, You know, anytime you're in a public place, uh, especially a political event, you know, it's like, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. the idea of something like that happening is uh, it's it's shockingly, you know, uh, it's a shockingly realistic concern. <laughs> so <laughs> Exactly. It was funny because I remember thinking I was like, isn't it weird to have him use a gun? And I was like, oh, no, he shot people before. Yeah, but not like a high powered rifle though. <laughs> yeah, right. He used a pistol the last time, so I was like, that's weird, but I guess it's 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 not out of character.
1: Yeah, it did throw me off a little bit though. I was like, why did he use that? But I guess he wanted to do something long range, but uh fucking black hood.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Um so so speaking of that, let's let's talk about uh about what what went down at the debate and uh and then we'll we'll save our black hood theories and everything for the end here yes um so the debate starts you know as we figured it would I'm sure by the middle of the episode where they're trying to throw Fred under the bus by the fact that like he can't control his own family how can he possibly run the city da 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 and then the Black Hood has his his shootout and um we see Hal there
1: yeah and then he rescues Betty so (laughs) I have
0: no fucking idea what's happening
1: (laughs) At this point, I know, again, in the last episode, I was talking about, oh, there's no way it's Hal, it's a red herring. I would not be surprised if they pulled a scream
0: and said, there are two killers. It has to be. Yeah. Well, it doesn't have to be, because Hal could just be a red herring still at this point. Yeah, definitely. uh it's just, I don't know, because, like... But that could be a way of throwing us off, because, again, we were, like, so gone hell like, ooh, Hal is the killer. Oh, no, saw it. You know, like right. you were saying earlier. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And that's the thing, is, like, I think they did such a good job of making me think that Hal's the killer. There is all this evidence that points to the fact that he could be the killer. He's got the right build. He's got the right eyes. He's the book, the fucking, you know, um the fe- the end with Cheryl, which we'll talk about in a minute. Like, mm-hmm. there's all these things... That circumstantially seem to confirm, oh, how's the hood? How's the hood? How's the hood? I don't know that he is, especially because him being present at the the shooting pretty firmly points to him not being the hood or the fact that there are two hoods, which is something that has also been theorized on the show and by Mm -hmm. us. I don't know, though. I don't know what to think.
1: And then the whole thing with the, you know, with the janitor would been. I'm completely forgetting his name here, but yeah, well,
0: yeah, but okay. we know who you're talking about yeah the, the the guy we thought was the black hood.
1: Yeah, that yeah. storyline still hasn't been officially
0: resolved yet, either. Too yeah. so, and they've been bringing it up left and right. Like this yeah. is the third episode this season where they've been like, Archie doesn't think it's the real guy, and it's like me neither, bro. Like, <laughs> so there could very well be like even like you know. There could be a
1: third Black Hood, or a fourth one. There there could be a whole game to rival the Red Circle that we don't know about. Who's (laughs) to say?
0: (laughs) Exactly. Who's to say? I don't know. Um, Yeah, so... I I don't know, man. It's just a bunch of question marks for me at this point. (laughs) And, uh, that doesn't make for great content. I like to be able to theorize, but I gotta say, I'm fucking stumped. I'm not sure. (laughs) I'm not fucking sure, man. Exactly. Uh... (laughs) I did, I did want to call attention to uh, – to. Um, I thought the music in this episode was really good. Uh, every once in a while, the music or the direction of, of Riverdale really stands out to me. And I thought the soundtrack this time around was really, really strong um, because a lot of the music cues I think did a really good – like did a lot of heavy lifting and like making you feel one way or the other. Like that scene where Betty talks to Hal – and he's like, Of course, like, what else would the present be? And she hugs him, and then she's just like, has that thousand yard stare. It's just like, pop, 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 pop. And he's like, What is it? I don't know. Is it him? Like, I literally wrote in all, all caps with periods. I'm like, Is it Al? The music. <laughs> so I don't know.
1: By the way, this is the part where I talk about um the Nancy Drew Secret Code Activity book. That actually is a pretty good present, because I looked it up online. I was thinking, like, maybe I could buy it for, like, research. Let me tell you, okay? You know, you better snap this up, because it could sell out. It is currently $500 on Amazon. Holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) And there's also a copy on eBay, which is only $50. and But some of the pages are colored in okay there so, you go so, <laughs> so if you want it you want it in
0: mint condition
1: it's like 500 bucks it's 500 dollars. so i was thinking like why is like why is buddy so obsessed with this book and like why did like pal go out of his way to buy a little stupid thin book but like no trust me that's actually a pretty hard book to come by. <laughs> top shelf gift <laughs> exactly so you should put the links to the
0: amazon and the ebay like <laughs> <laughs> no we gotta get our amazon affiliate account set up before i do that shit <laughs> Uh, (laughs) So, yeah, there's just, like, a couple other odds and ends here. Um, We had Veronica's face turn. Uh, Joaquin was back in town to help Fangs. Um, Obviously, doesn't seem like that's going to work out, because I'm pretty sure Fangs is dead. Yeah. eh, We'll see. Anyone who gets shot and you don't see him die, it's kind of like, who knows, right? Mm, Exactly. um, But... Uh, I thought that was interesting. I liked Joaquin as a character. I'm hoping that him and Kevin get a little reunion. Yes. Wait, speaking of
1: Kevin, why was Kevin in the Dark Circle group? He, he was in the Red Circle. Was he? Yeah. Why well, don't I remember him? Maybe, okay. You're just, you're <laughs> Sometimes just with Kevin, to... you just have to blink and you miss him, honestly. So maybe you're I just... <laughs> blinked during those moments.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say, maybe you're just trying to erase your gaze like Riverdale. <laughs> i would never
1: do that i would never do that that is off-brand if anything needs to, that is
0: off-brand if anything needs to be
1: more gays i still want Patty and veronica to be a couple but you know like that's probably just fan fiction
0: yeah yeah uh we got it's, i'm excited to have you and olivia on an episode i'm gonna let you just ramble about B for five minutes just, just talking it's like about the, talking is about it the fan, is it fan fiction <laughs> yes um but as Olivia likes to say, Riverdale is like the gayest show on television. So. It really is though. <laughs> let me tell
1: you let me tell you what I tried to do earlier this afternoon. I was actually like searching for like um <laughs> for like group sex fanfiction about the <laughs> about the dark circle group because i'm like there's no way nobody has done this but really there really isn't any and i was
0: kind of disappointed so now you have to be the first
1: maybe i should write it if this you episode should. gets 50 retweets i will write a fan fiction about the dark circle game having group sex
0: so everybody tweet at rodriguez jeremy on twitter and demand the <laughs> black circle group sex fanfic
1: so this to be a thing like you know so i'm, I'm gonna help the shell
0: out as well so here we go we gotta we gotta come up with like a good hashtag for it um oh black circle bangs okay there we go hashtag that shit tweet at jeremy let us know that you want it we'll we get go. it to you
1: at rodriguez jeremy
0: um synergy <laughs> uh, all right moving on <laughs> so betty calls her dad and asks him to meet her where it all began. Uh, it's super creepy and awkward and he understands what she means. She shows up with all her all her evidence. She's ready to face him off. We don't know if he shows up or not.
1: somebody did knock at the door though.
0: Right. But it's yeah. at this exact same time that it's somebody knocks a, at the, the, the episode recaps,
1: so I was reading, said, so like, "Oh, like, you stood her up. And I'm like, we, we don't know that necessarily.
0: There was a knock at the door. We have no idea. Yeah. yeah. We have no idea what's happening. So that's- I was uh, confused
1: by that, though. So what made her- was there a moment where she changed her mind? About- I think
0: I think it was just that she didn't- she wasn't convinced. Okay. You know, like, from the conversation she had with Hal. And then she's like, I think we need to continue this conversation.
1: Yeah because i tried watching like that scene a couple times i was like was there a moment where she decided to change her mind
0: or was it i just think she never did change her mind i still think she was convinced and then she has that moment with the book and the hood mask and she's just like i don't know i don't buy it (laughs) right i'm just like all right i buy that exactly um but but yeah to talk
1: a little bit about that to go back to that a little bit though um Betty was talking to Hal, she basically told him everything, like, oh, um, Cheryl and I broke in. You notice that Hal said, you and Cheryl broke exactly, in? Exactly. Exactly. And I don't so, know if we want to get to the very end of the episode. Yeah, no, or. no, yeah, we
0: can talk about that. I mean, like, the only other thing we really need to focus on is, um, is just, like, and we can just touch on this real quick first, I guess. Just the, uh, you know, the the kind of, the, the mob scene, more or less, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I thought- there's not much to say uh but i just thought that was a really great scene i thought it was really well shot i thought the 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 actors did a great job of really portraying the emotion especially at the parts where the dialogue is cut and it's all just facial acting yeah uh that was great you know and, and i the just, new I, sheriff
1: being a dick too he yeah, says oh like pick your poison yeah. go out the side door or the front door do whatever the fuck you want to." <laughs> it's like
0: why don't you do your fucking job and be uh, a cop and protect a citizen you asshole yeah and um, honestly
1: I, I he'll probably still have his job as sheriff too because at the end of the day people want the serpents to die and exactly that's, you know that could be a social commentary on its own but you yep. know i'll let the listeners fill in the blanks on that one
0: yeah yeah and uh i guess i just wanted to ask your question about one thing there is like yeah. what was your take on what happened with the gun Because, like, much like the previous time where a gun got fired off and somebody got shot and we didn't know exactly what happened, I'm not really sure who's responsible. Yeah. Because I rewound that scene and watched it, like, two or three times, and it's like, Archie's hand is on the gun, but he was trying to get it from Reggie. So did Reggie pull the trigger and then pull his hands off the gun? Because we see him pull his hands away. Did Archie fucking make it go off? I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, I think it was – I honestly think it was somebody else, somebody who was off camera. But I think the fact that – the two of them are fighting for the gun. That's gonna make them look very suspect. It's yeah, gonna make right. it's gonna make everybody question it. Like, oh, you had a gun. Like, so, what were you doing with the gun? But the fact that there was just this big like mob mentality going on, there there were bound to be other people with guns in that group.
0: Sure, and it could be the other black hood if there are two of them. Yeah, very true. You or know, three like of them. maybe Hal or whatever showed up to go kill Cheryl, and the other guys got the gun, and you know, who knows? Who knows? Um. So I I, this was the part where like I I mentioned earlier, I wrote in my note. I was like, "How is this not the end? The music cue is perfect to just go to the pop, you know, Riverdale, bump, 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 Riverdale." No, 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 they don't even do that shit at all. I'm like, "What the fuck, you guys?" Right. Totally worth it because we get that perfect horror movie moment with Cheryl answering the door to find the black hood, and she does her perfect scream, uh, scream queen moment. She has a great
1: horror movie scream.
0: Like it's she is so good. (laughs) i loved it it sounds weird
1: to say like oh i like it when a girl screams but like when there's like a good horror movie scream it's amazing like i feel like she can rival like Jamie lee curtis and nev campbell and everybody like that i was like oh put her in horror movies
0: i was gonna say jeremy not not to sound too creepy it might be weird for you to say that not so weird for me (laughs) uh so i that moment uh I was like, oh. Like, I, I gasped. I literally was taking notes, and yeah. I looked up and saw it and dropped my pen. I was like, oh my god, no! <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, my jaw actually dropped or in that part, so.
0: I think the episode was worth it just for that scene, to be honest. Oh, yeah, it's just like, not my girl, please
1: yeah and um it, it, even in the previews for next week too like you see the you see the black hood like coming into the house you don't see um like cheryl is off camera somewhere she's obviously running away or like in another room or something but i'm just you know kind of low-key hoping for an old-fashioned horror movie chase scene
0: yeah yeah i i, I imagine we're gonna get one you yeah. know like riverdale always likes to um you know like play with the horror tropes in a significant way Mm -hmm. so i i definitely feel like that is one of the the ones that we haven't gotten too many of like we've had it once or twice with the black hood but i think we're gonna have to get that and especially with cheryl having that um that fantastic fucking scream you know there's uh there's definitely more opportunities for that um uh, just real quick i i can never remember her name and it makes me feel so guilty madeline pench thank you madeline pench uh yeah, Petch. Is it Petch or Petch? I think it's... It might be patch actually. It is patch. It's P-E-T-S-E-H. Madeline, if
1: you're out. listening to this, feel free to drop a comment and, like, tell us to correct ourselves.
0: <laughs> Madeline, if you're listening to this, I, I want you to hear it. I think you're really, like, high-key underrated. Um... <laughs> because, you know, like, I love the ladies of Riverdale, right? Like, everybody's on, they're either on the Cami Mendez or the Lily Reinhardt train, but it's like Madeline Petch, underrated, alright? She oh, yeah. is she's an anchor on this show, and I can never give her enough credit. Uh, she's great. Put her in more shit, everybody.
1: Yes. The gays put, love put Cheryl. These, we'll say I, that. I fucking,
0: I love this whole cast, honestly, I really do. I'm sorry, what'd you say, Jeremy?
1: I said the gays love Cheryl, though, trust me, so you're...
0: <laughs> I'm not you're, alone.
1: You're right at home, Cheryl. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, so you know, in, in terms of thoughts for next episode, like you know, I'm excited to see what happens. I just yeah. hope I just hope Cheryl's okay. Two you know? episodes left. Two episodes left. Yeah, one episode left before our big finale episode. Very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Jeremy, I know you had uh, you had a little fan theory you wanted to talk about before we head out. Let's let's close it out. Oh, yeah. Okay. So. I was actually looking through an
1: article, I believe it was by Vulture, about the f- fan theories for the Black Hood, and th- this one like really threw me off, and it actually made me stop reading it. <laughs> and I just said, I like this theory, let's go with this. So there is a character named Ben who has recurred throughout Riverdale. His first appearance was in season one during like the big drive-in movie episode, when Ben apparently just told Kevin they were out
0: of hot dogs,
1: and that yeah, was just he- like, I think Pro he A-line. worked at the
0: drive-in in the first season as well. Yeah, that's what I said. Right, I said drive-in. Oh, right. I thought you said the theater. I'm sorry, I misheard you. Yeah, I'm not the side. Okay, maybe I. Yeah, I'm not the say drive-in. Because <laughs> I think he's. I think he's in the episode where Kevin's at the theater when he meets up with Josie later as well. Because he works at the second theater, I think.
1: Yeah, there could be a, a couple of other scenes. I'm going by like what's yeah. on. Um, what's on Wikipedia? He was in five episodes, okay. though. This actor was okay. But, um, he was also Grundy's secret lover. In the beginning of Season 2, another one of them, one of her students who she was sleeping with and whatnot.
0: Yeah, they, he was the one that, that they showed giving uh, piano lessons at his house, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And th- that's when he, le- he left, and then that's when Grundy was thankfully killed by the Black Hood. Sorry, I... Just can stay in Grundy.
0: <laughs> no, fuck Grundy. What are you apologizing for? She's a fucking pedophile.
1: <laughs> it's so funny how my views on that whole entire you know, that entire trope has changed though. Because I remember watching like Dawson's Creek or Pretty Little Large, are like, oh, this was so romantic. Now I'm like, oh, like, this is so gross. Like, why would you do that? <laughs> yeah, because you're cause you're a fucking adult now, and you now know
0: it sketches fuck to bang a teenager.
1: <laughs> uh, but also. Ben also appeared later on in season two, when he paid Chick a visit at the Cooper residence. Yes. So- And that was like, and I remember
0: he was like, oh, I'm definitely going to get the job now.
1: Yeah, exactly. So again, just a throwaway scene, but he keeps- he just keeps showing up. Just completely out of nowhere, and he's a completely minor character, but-
0: And then, uh, there was the comment from the showrunner as well, right? Yes. And I took a screenshot of that, and I'm bringing it up right now. Actually, <laughs> awesome.
1: <laughs> so, what Roberto Aguirre Sacasa? I think I'm pronouncing that right. Is that I correct? You're right. I don't. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, it's like a, I think it might be like a, a. How do you spell it? His middle name is like Aguirres, right? Aguirres. Yeah.
1: Aguirra. There's there's okay. no S at the end or Z or oh, whatever. Okay. But anyway, so somebody was asking. Somebody asked him like, "Oh, like what's going on with this character?" And he he actually said. I can tell you that he is going to continue popping up. We feel like every time he pops up, he's an Easter egg for people, because some people notice him and some people don't. And we did. <laughs> and there is a <laughs> resonance as to why he keeps popping up, but stay tuned. There will be more
0: side ends. Yeah, so I, I uh I wonder if there's some significance there, because he was uh he was the kid in the body bag, right? Was he? I thought he was. <laughs> when you when you brought him up i was thinking that was him i ooh, i didn't notice that Let me, maybe hold not on. maybe maybe i misread that
1: let's let's look off on imdb i don't think so though um i can tell you there while i'm looking that up i can tell you that there are some fan theories thinking that he's the real charles smith and that's oh. why that's why he keeps randomly popping up
0: so that's hmm. among the many fan theories the actor's name is moses thesen I don't know if I buy that theory, because I I don't think Chick would be meeting with him at their house, yeah, and then lie about killing him. Especially in that moment of just like, oh, your life's on the line right now, why wouldn't you just tell the truth? He's alive, I didn't kill him, oh my god! Yeah. Don't kill me!
1: <laughs> well, Chick's also a sociopath.
0: Right. Sure, no. but-
1: I don't The know. last time he appeared was in Season 2, Episode 17, Chapter 30, The Noose
0: Titans. I, okay, don't so that's, I don't I know what he episodes, did, ago. but I
1: just know he was in that, so. Okay. Alright,
0: so he wasn't the dead kid. Okay. Yeah. I was like, oh god, don't scare me. Like, I I thought that had so much weight that he was the Black Hood. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Alright. Yeah, so I misread that, but that is interesting. Yeah. Um, so we'll have to see on that one. Definitely yeah. an interesting theory. I think there's, uh, there's something there. Yeah, Whether definitely. Whether it's, um, whether it has to do with the Hood or not, I guess, remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll just have to unpack it next time on the Riverdale Review, uh, yes. whenever it shows up. So uh, I think that's a good place to wrap this conversation about Chapter 33 of Riverdale. Remember, if you guys want to help out the show, if you're an audio listener, you can jump over to uh, Apple Podcasts and give us a rating. Where We are currently a five-star rated podcast. It really helps the show out. Uh, or you can give us a like on your platform of choice. If you're ever on SoundCloud where we get tons of love uh, or you know any of the other podcasting platforms that we, we're hosted on, uh, it always helps to give us a like. Um, so if you're a video viewer over on YouTube, you can also help us out by liking the video, subscribing to our channel, clicking the bell so you get notifications whenever we upload videos because YouTube is on fire. And, uh, as always, you can share the show so that your pals can know that we're out here doing the show, uh, every week and talking about Riverdale, having a good time. Um, let them know we're out here and that you're enjoying the show and that they should come and give us one of those sweet subscribes. Uh, so, Jeremy, thank you so much for joining us here again. Uh, we could Absolutely. literally not have done the show without you this week. <laughs> that is true. It would have just been welcome. me all alone eating eating dinner at Pops. Uh, what am I, Jughead? <laughs> You'll be sitting there with your little labs off, just like narrating how I felt. My, my friends were all out of town. I had to hold down the fort. I wanted a burger. <laughs> Um, it would probably be a little more poetic than that, but I had to come up with it on the spot, so I couldn't write my, my great pensive uh, Jughead dialogue. It's, it's, it's okay, none of us can be uh, Jughead, we all wanna be, <laughs> we want to be, but... We all want to be, but... So before we bounce out of here, uh, Jeremy, why don't you just, again, let the listeners know where they can find you on the internet?
1: Yes, you can follow me on Twitter at Rodriguez Jeremy, that is R-O-D-R-I-G-U-E-Z-J-E-R-E-M-Y. Instagram is the same username, only with an underscore at the end, because Rodriguez Jeremy was already taken.
0: Bastard. I know. Uh, So go give Jeremy the follow, show him the love, let him know that you want to read his Black Hood Bangs uh, fan fiction. And, uh, and you retweet this
1: episode fifty times. Retweet this episode
0: as much as you fucking can. And um, yeah, and we'll we'll have Jeremy back for our finale, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Maybe he'll it. be back on next week too. Who <laughs> fucking knows? <laughs> so maybe <laughs> I'll be there
1: for the finale. <laughs> there we go. <laughs>
0: maybe uh, for
1: season three?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so with that, we've been the Riverdale Review. Uh, thank you for joining us. We will catch you next week. Pops, check please. That's a good meal. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. I dig it. I dig it.